Well, everyone, welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a little bit here. Again, dealing with some pretty bad illness in the last couple of weeks, and then Easter week, Holy Week, being one of those times where uh, my life is uh, is busier um, than ever, including Christmas time. So I hope and I pray that you all had a phenomenal Easter. I'm grateful to be back here with you guys, and I really do appreciate the support, the listenership. Everything you guys do is something um, for me, whether it's in person or the feedback I've received separately. I'm very, very grateful to have a community that, even though we're not setting records on any, any sort of charts anywhere, we're, we're making a difference all because of Jesus and him crucified. Nothing to do with any sort of effort that we have or what we can bring to the table. Well, this past week, my church and I celebrated Monday Thursday by washing each other's feet. We gathered at an ecumenical and community service at the wonderful, wonderful Christ Chapel on the campus of Hillsdale College, which I know is well known for a lot of you out there. Uh, Christ Chapel is a modern-day cathedral that does not belong in mid-Michigan, frankly. It is something that is a modern marvel, to say the least, and it is a privilege to have worshipped in there the last couple of years. We have had many things uh, occur in the church, but uh, between that Monday-Thursday service and that Friday, we did say see you later to one of our members as they uh, went home to be with Jesus. And even though it is, it is incredibly sad, it puts into perspective why we as Christians mourn with hope. We mourn differently. We have an aura about us and our beliefs that are different than others. And it ought to be more like no more apparent than on Easter weekend and especially at times of life, death, and resurrection services, or what we commonly know as funerals, but I call them death and resurrection because we celebrate the life, we mourn the loss, but we celebrate victory over the grave for uh, the departed, our dearly uh, beloved brother or sister that has uh, left us here with their physical body and has gone home um, to life everlasting with Jesus. What a privilege it is. You can espouse whatever you want. You can talk about um, your beliefs. You can have all of the platitudes. But when it comes down to it, where are your beliefs? What are you doing on the Sunday morning uh, after you bury someone? Where is your heart on Easter weekend when you have to say goodbye to your loved one? Like, are you serious? Like, that's where life gets real. That's what, you know, you can say all, all you want, but where is your faith? When you have to go to hell and back, like Jesus, who did return. And without him, we could not never return. There'd be no place to go. So we got out of that service, bittersweet. And then we had, we did communion on Good Friday. More people were there. I wanted to do it on Good Friday evening. Had our Good Friday service, Holy Saturday. I spent um, uh, with my friends and family. Then Sunday morning, we um, like the Monrovian Church in Germany started back in the 18th century, we met at the cemetery at sunrise. 
We were singing in Christ alone, and we got done with that song just as the crown of the sun uh, peaked up above the horizon, and it was beautiful, serene. We went back to the church, and we celebrated with a brunch. Many of us broke our fasts that morning together. Then we had Easter Sunday service where we gave testimonies to what God was uh, teaching us throughout Lent and, and where um, he had led us personally and as a church. And then I shared where I want things to go uh, and what we're going to be doing. So for those, if you don't know, a lot of times I, I parallel a lot of my things on Sunday mornings with podcasts um, that I release on Wednesday. And so we're going to be going through 1 Corinthians. So if you guys are looking for a Bible study, if you're looking for for something um, that um, you, you would like to listen to, you can always subscribe over uh, and look at our sermons that are posted on the Community Church of North Adams, which is on our Facebook page. You can look up Community Church of North Adams and follow my channel on SoundCloud there. Uh, you'll see those posted every Sunday afternoon. Um, or uh, you can tune into this podcast and you can see kind of where we're going with, with that. But I... Um, I have some more interviews we're going to start. My life gets incredibly less busy, like if that sounds, uh, it's a terrible way of putting it, but after April 23rd, I'm slowing down again, so I plan to get some stuff scheduled, um, some people scheduled that I want to talk to, and and really, it's uh, it's something, there was, a, there was a church, I'm not going to name the church, I'm not going to name the person, it's not worth mentioning, that had a rather demonic Easter service, it's not really a church, it's a church of the self, it's it's, I, would, I would never call it orthodox um, ever. I would never um, give it that much credit. But it was a reminder of how far we are from God sometimes in this country. And there's a question I was asking one of my friends um, the other day, um, is that what is it that we do in America, in the American church, that is like top 10 in the world? And this is in a positive spiritual connotation. So from a positive spiritual context, what is it that the American church just does better than anyone? And people say, well, we'd create good music, but sometimes our music isn't all that Christian or theologically you know, correct or orthodox. Um, we used to bring in a lot of people uh, to church, but a lot of people left the church after we abandoned uh, them during the pandemic. I say we as the ministers. No, we don't need to meet. The government told us we don't need to meet, so therefore that's it. Which is not a condemnation on the health choices people made. It's the, it's the idea that, well, we just obey the government, right? Like, well, the church is just a business then. It's not really a church. Uh, believe me, we will stand, in judgment, stand before the throne and be judged for those actions. I'll let me tell you, 100%. But like, what is it that we do well? And I, and I look at around us, look at the end product of you know the millennials and Zoomers who are just leaving the church in droves. And it's like, where's our fruit? And I'm thinking, for all, all the bad, how can there be good if there's so much bad? How can there be anything good if there's so much bad? Not saying there's not a faithful remnant. Not saying that there is, everything's all dreary and everything. But I'm thinking, from all, all the things that we train our leaders, the how we do youth group, the way we do everything, call, it calls into question everything that we're doing because look at our fruit. It, it's terrible and it stinks. And it kind of that's where I'm at. Our fruit stinks. That's why I titled it this way. It, it, it has risen up to heaven. And seeing some people just not knowing their Bibles, like, just read your Bible. Can we just start, everyone start there. Let's not listen to, to all these other, like, audiobooks, podcasts, commentaries. Let's take some time and read our Bible ourselves. 
let's get to know intimately the 66 books first, and then we can then we can kind of come back together uh, a little bit. And as a pastor, I want to be able to lead you through that, but I want to be able to lead through stuff that you're familiar with. I, a pastor teaches, but we got to be on the same page. And of course, that's got to start with me. So when I got asked recently, how many books do I read? I'm like, I've had to really um, get away from a lot of my extra book reading. I wanted to be pouring into the scripture because I got people who've been attending my church since 1956, and they're going to know the Bible a lot better than I am. So I want to at least try. I want to at least put in a good effort to try to to meet them on their level of knowledge. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that that knowledge you know, always turns into understanding, but at least being familiar with certain passages because you went to Sunday school at this church back uh, in the 50s. You've you've walked with the Lord three times longer than I've been alive. Like, yeah, it's, I'd say you're, you're, you uh, have a lot of respect in my mind. Our fruit stinks, ladies and gentlemen. Our church in this country, is, we, we should be ashamed and embarrassed for lack of fruit. Not, I'm not saying you personally. I'm not saying you personally because there are plenty of great Christians and holy men and women that I've met in my life, okay? And I'm trying to strive to be one of those people. But you look at as a totality, and, and that's part of it. It's, it's, it's the, the path is, is narrow for a reason. But my goodness, like, we're fooling ourselves into thinking that the path is wide. And that, you know, the people who preach that over there, you know, they're, you know, it's fine. You know, I'm not so sure. And I'm becoming less sure by the day. So take that with what you will. So here's the thing. We're going to be covering 1 Corinthians on this podcast for a little bit. Uh, one of my pastor friends, Pastor Joe Tassel, he actually said that if you really want to separate sheep and goats, you know, preach 1 Corinthians because that will get people out of the church who don't really have any business being there other than, other than for themselves. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to continue to... Um, try to, to warn us to be a little bit of a discerner. That's what I'm asking for, discernment and wisdom, fearing God, and, and calling a spade a spade. Because we're getting to a point where it's ridiculous, and I want this podcast to hopefully speak some lights of truth. So hopefully you're listening to this after you've read your Bible for the day. And if you don't, please don't finish this. Go read your Bible, please. Go read it. Be familiar with it. And we can come back and we can rejoin and get back on this this journey, get back on the horse and keep going. So thank you, everyone. Appreciate your time tonight. May God bless you. May God keep you.